you don't touch yourself, meaning that if you don't touch yourself, you don't know yourself, so you don't know what you like. And that creates like a ball of problems, a ball of insecurities that disconnect you completely from your body. So I feel like that video for me is so empowering because it's about touching yourself, feeling salvaje. Women are not allowed to be savage. They're not allowed to be um, free and wild. So I love being the video. Hey there, this is Pussy Empowered Podcast, and I'm your host, Alyssa Aparicio. I'm equal parts Bronx bitch and mountain witch. I believe that when you untame your pussy, you access your power. As the CEO of Pussy Empowered, I hold space for women to do this with a holistic approach that incorporates mind, body, emotion, and spirit. As an erotic performer and choreographer, I surrender to new heights of embodied, expressed art and performance. On this podcast, I share about my approach to pussy power and interview fellow paradigm shifting badasses. So I've been getting really interested about the intersection between art and empowerment. And before we dive into this episode with Naomi Curbelo, aka Trendy, I want to share a little bit more about this because as you can see in the intro, it is one of the topics that we explore um, it may seem really matter of fact to you, but for me, I have been in this state of inquiry around where does my art interact with my entrepreneurship? And I've really anchored into the idea that it's that intersection between art and empowerment that really is what has always spoken to me and what I feel most passionate about. And not only for myself and what inspires me most in my creative process, in those who have inspired me, but also wanting to bring my community into that experience of creativity and co-creation. And you're going to be seeing that a lot more across my art and across my um, offerings, which you can already see if as we speak about my music video, Como Un Animal, which featured Trendy. We're going to get more into that in this episode. Connecting my art with a message of empowerment um, through sexuality, as in this song and video, it was really important for me to have empowerment leaders from Puerto Rico as a part of the video and uh, Trendy being one of them, Yesenia being another, as you'll hear more about. And then when it comes to my offerings, um, as with my upcoming Puerto Rico retreat, it happening in just two weeks at the time of this recording, um, we're going to be filming the, a music video to one of my new songs at the end of the retreat. So we'll be preparing and connecting through erotic embodiment and expression. And the final day will be the ability to co-create this piece of art as a souvenir, a testament to what we um reclaimed for ourselves over the week and i'm really excited about that there's three spots left for local residents or for those interested in staying off-site if that might be you and additionally the la performance class that's coming up 
starting in March 29th is such a, an amazing experience of preparing mind, body, and spirit to be seen to take up space on the stage of Pussy Empowered Party happening in June. So that's a 10-week series, and this is the fifth time we're running it. Every time, it's been so transformational, so healing, and such a blast. So if you're interested in that, there is a super early bird special happening right now, which is a whole $400 off the entire price if you register by February 1st. And as you may have heard by now, I have started a Substack, which is a place for my own personal inquiry, my own art in all its mediums, photography, um, writing, video, audio. It's a place for me to explore with art and inquiry around the erotic and I've loved sharing there. So there's a free and paid option that I will link in the show notes. I'll link all of these links in the show notes. In this episode, we're going to talk about pole. We're going to talk about what it means to be a pole performer in Puerto Rico, the dynamics of sexuality that exists there, uh, in uh, the time of colonization, in the time of um, the stigma attached to sexuality via Catholicism. And we're going to have some really, there's going to be some really powerful gems and jewels that come from listening in. So check it out. Oh, hi, Trendy. Hi, how hi. are you? Hi. I'm so good. I'm so happy to get to be here with you. Yes, yeah, thank same i'm so happy excited yeah so let me introduce you first before we dive in so trendy aka naomi corbello is a puerto rico based pole champion you just won this weekend here in la in pole sport org you won third place congratulations on that by the way is that fresh um, you're also the, you won first place in pole up competition in Argentina. You are a co-founder of Las Libertas, which is a trio based in Puerto Rico that does amazing double, right now. double yeah. Yeah. in Puerto Rico. It is an amazing uh, performance group, uh, pole performance group. You, um, t- you teach, you teach pole, you teach privates, you do twerk classes. You did a retreat this last summer, and now you have your own studio, too. Also, We're congratulations. coming soon, yes. yes. Thanks to Gotti, that's the plan. Yes, so exciting. You also were in lots of music videos, including PJ Cinsuela's recent video, starring in that. And then I had the honor of featuring you in my music video, Como Un Animal, which was so special for me. Because, like, for me, when there's a performer that I really admire, I I'm like a super fan. I'm such a nerd and such a geek (laughs) and I get starstruck. And so for for you, Trendy, for me, that was like a very big deal that you were in my video because I definitely admire you as a performer and all of your work. So thank you for being here with me and thank you. Of course. Thank you for the opportunity that I have to talk with you about some interesting topics that you offer in your podcast i'm also a fan of your work i admire every dancer that lives through movement is something that i aspire to keep doing and to keep you know inspiring other people to do it as well yeah it's powerful it's powerful the way that you do it and and i love that you stand for like collaboration over competition that's big 
in this world. Thank you. Yeah, and so I would like to share how I first became aware of your work. Um, when I was going down to San Juan, I wanted to teach a class there and um, somebody introduced me to you and you know it's it was so this isn't a rare experience for me but when I do want to teach no matter where I am people are really taken aback by the name pussy empowered right they're taken aback by the fact that I am a stripper and that I'm proud about that and open about that and so um, when I came across your work and I saw that you were open about that, that you were creating community that was safe and free and inclusive, I was really obviously drawn to that and excited about that. So I would love if we could start kind of with talking about um, how you've established yourself in, in Puerto Rico as, as a performer and teacher and any kind of if that's been hard for you and up against like discrimination in those spaces already um the way i started um since i was little little movement was always been part of my life i started dancing since i was six years old i started dancing ballet so i did ballet since five until i was 18 then I completely like deattached movement in my life. Then I started to work, um, regular work. I mean, for that by regular me, like I was a receptionist. So I was working nine to five in a computer and I started not to move my body as I used to. And that made me um, go into a deep, deep depression. Like I wasn't feeling myself. Um, I was like, being in this routine that was not being me. Addition to that, I was like in a really toxic relationship, so we couldn't grow each other. So I was like really stuck in that place. That's when I started to, you know, look for stuff that made me more secure about myself, made me grow and more into the arts. That was the first thing that I learned to love that was dance. So I started looking for places and I found a place that is right now closed, but the name of the place was Lover Bar. And I started there with a partner doing shows of burlesque and people started to like it. People start to keep going and communities start growing and liking my shows. So that's when one, one thing came to another and I wanted it to implement more movement in my burlesque show and kind of looking for a thing that could give it a more pop out of difficulty for to say. So that's when I like found pole dancing and I fell in love with it. It was Hilary, the, one of the first um, people that I saw doing pole that I admire and she was like my virtual friend that is right now my partner in Las Libertas and in my business that we're growing together. So I saw her and saw a lot of other girls and I felt really inspired. That's when I started um, self-taught. I started learning, doing pole dance and implementing that into my burlesque shows. So I keep growing and then one of the spectators saw me and really liked my work and she reached out to me for me to start teaching classes. But right before that, she gave me a training of one month. 
and she gave me that training and then I started teaching in yoga pole. So I teach there and I started learning, you know, implementing more stuff, um, keep uh, growing my level of pole dancing. And then that's when I started, it was like through pandemic that I started stripping and that keep elevating my game until now. Mm, yeah, that's amazing that it's, it's always, it's always beautiful to hear the journey of like self-reclamation. I think a lot of us performers have a moment in our life when we think we just stop dancing uh, because we try to get, you know, fit into the real world. And then we realize like we have to keep dancing and we have to, yeah, we have to figure out how to integrate it. So thank you for sharing that, that yeah. part of your story. Um, and then from, from there, did you find that, um, I don't know if this is a similar experience that you've had, but um, when I like with that openness of, you know, that you strip and that like that something that not to be ashamed of, right? I know both of us are very passionate about decriminalizing sex work and being vocal about it and ending the stigma. Um, and so I wonder like, has that what what has that been like in your journey of teaching at other studios or like your decision to open your own studio has that impacted at all like i um, feel like from that um theme specifically like that is always gonna happen no matter what profession you're doing people are always gonna talk there's always gonna be a stigma a woman is a you know pressure that you live through so the way I think it is just everybody always has something to say. Just follow your heart, regardless of what people think or what people really care. The only person that needs to care about your project is you. And once you follow your heart, people are going to follow through it. So I feel like, yeah, in some moments, doubt has always been in my mind. But I try not to put so much pressure onto that. So it doesn't affect my work like towards the future. Mm, yes, that's so, ah, that's so powerful. I think that the magic of staying in your own lane and focusing on your art and just staying, staying focused because it's really easy to let other opinions pull you in different directions. Um, and especially like you said, I mean, there's, there's always, there's always stigma. And it, if you're doing something that's, like daring or if you're doing something powerful there's there's gonna be that pushback right but your passion and your heart in your work and it shows you know it shows that's why I think like that's why you're winning awards that's why you're that bitch <laughs> <'Cause> you're <laughs> doing your thing and you're not apologizing for it and um I can see the magnetism like I've experienced the magnetism myself but I also see like, you know, all the opportunities coming your way and I'm celebrating you in that. Thank and you. I can see, yeah, you're in your lane, you're doing your thing. You're focused on your work and on your, your glow and you know, traveling all over the place, getting opportunities everywhere. So it's really, it's really cool to hear that perspective and, and it's an important reminder because it sounds simple, but it can be the hardest thing to just focus on your own shit and just tune everyone out. <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounds always a little cliche if you think about it, like, but if you think in a deeply way, it helps you move towards your work more focused in what you want to do. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then developing community around that too. Like I've seen, there was a moment when I was visiting in in San Juan, and I heard about the 420 pole. Kind of, it was just like a. I don't know if you would call it a picnic. It was, up. It was out in on the beach side, and you had set up some poles, and I just walked up, and I was like, "Oh my God, am I in heaven right now?" There was just so many people there. You know, all genders, all like walks of life, different outfits. Everybody was, you know, like celebrating their individual, like celebrating their expression. And out in the open in the park, and everybody was just doing pole and hanging out. And I was just like, "Oh my God, it's so beautiful to see this community thriving in this way." So I see you creating community as well. Yeah.、Um, and so I'd like to ask a, a question,、um, and this is something that I want to talk more about too in a series form. But、um, so my experience. So I'm. I'm I'm Puerto Rican as well, but I was born and raised in the Bronx, and I have never lived on island, right? Except for the this few, this brief few months that I went back.、Um, and so my identity as a Boricua is is something that, yeah, I mean, everyone. It's not a different. It's not a rare experience for people to have to be living all over. You know, the diaspora is real. Like, you know, all over New York, especially Miami. You know, all over, and even for me, the idea that we have around Puerto Rico, and it's like a, a cultural idea, that is that. Let me just get to the point. Puerto Rico is a very sexual place, and I think that that is true in some ways, right? There is a celebration of the body, and moving sexual music can be very erotic, and、um, there's like a certain sense of Comfort with that, but there's also this other side of it, which is the the Catholicism, the colonize as a result of colonization, right? And then there's all this stigma and、um, Puritanism that's also like totally right there at the same time. And for me, not having lived there, but then going and having the experience of living there, it's not like it's only Puerto Rico, like. It's it's this is happening everywhere, right? Yeah. But to see them happening side by side and to feel that undercurrent, it's been very interesting for me. And I wonder if、uh, if that's something that we could talk about. I don't know.、Um, yeah, I don't know what the question is, but like, what what is your experience of those both energies? I feel like in here, what happens is that either you get really. Like for being an erotic dancer, like you get a sticker that you're like super hypersexual and that you're super sensual and that you love to fuck or whatever. And it doesn't really need to be like that because sex work is a work like any other.、Um, so I feel like in here,、um, people are still really with a stigma and really afraid. For them to feel confident enough to explore their sexuality, like in here, public schools or even private schools, they don't teach you like health classes or sexual classes. So your sexual experience really relies on what you see on internet right now, or really relies on what your family taught you. So it's really hard, and it's something that is still really a taboo going out here. So 
may the culture may know for the sensuality and the coqueteo, but living in here is completely different. Like you still find people with a stigma, like pole dancing here is something that is not like as big as it could be because we have a lot of potential here. Like all of the students, even if they don't even touch a pole, they already have movement inside of them because that's part of our roots. But it's just like that kind of stigma that doesn't let us free ourselves. And also in here in Puerto Rico, legally is not happening, but it happens like there's no separation between church and government. So a lot of the decisions are made towards the, these religions or these stigmas that doesn't help us grow like a community. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that is um definitely not unique to to pr um but also it's yeah it's it it's it's limiting to say the least it's <laughs> and i think the people who suffer the most from it tend to be women and the lgbtq community yeah, um, that doesn't oh. fit into that, that yeah. definition. Totally, totally. It gets affect to our laws and our ways to live because it keeps us in a box that it doesn't help us grow, but it's not between ourselves. It's something above, of, above us that doesn't let us grow or create the way that we want to create. Mm -hmm. Right, it's a force field. And it's, and it's not like, it's not, you know, sometimes you might think like, it's all in my head, right? But then you see the way that other people interact with you, the way that opportunities skip you or pass you by, or the way that, you know, people are afraid to, for example, attend the class. And That's something that happens to me a lot that it kind of motivates me to keep putting all my work into this pole dancing and movement experience because people are afraid to feel free of their bodies. You, I see a lot that they pay me the class and then the day of the class, they like do not come at all, but it's not because something happened. It's just because they don't feel secure enough to come to the class and express themselves. So it's an issue that it comes already with ages and ages of problems that we need to break and it's something that it needs a lot of work to keep doing so for me that's why it's so important to keep building community that people could reach out and feel safe doing the work like even though there's other partners that are not in the group anymore like La Palmita she does beach uh, workshops that heals a lot because it's, you know, you're doing it with the nature, so you feel free to do it, and it helps you a lot. So I feel like community is really powerful, and we need it so we can free ourselves. Mm, yeah, it's so important. And then you really see in, in the faces, I'm sure, of, I've taken your class and had so much fun, 
And that's, you know, I love taking classes. Like the beginning, the way you feel when you walk in and the way you feel when you leave, it's so different. You feel powerful. Like you remember your strength. You remember your power. You remember your juiciness. Like all of that is so healing and so important. So, so thank you for continuing to do the work that you're doing because it really matters. And, and I'm sure your clients tell you all the time, like how much it impacts them. And it's something that is like for the same for me, because I feel like I'm growing every time that I teach and I'm not a perfect person, you know, so every time I teach, like I always like to ask how they felt during the class. And sometimes, you know, try to always improve a way so people can feel more comfortable around me, not only around me, around the people that are going to the class. So trying to really be careful, you know, to build that secureness for all of the people that are going there. Because even though we're all looking for movement, each person is looking to move or heal in a different way. So I always want people when they go to my classes to feel free to express themselves no matter what is their reason to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creating safe space. It's yeah. so important. It really makes a difference. Cause like, you know, like we, we like we talked about, you know, the the default world, like the normal world is not necessarily making it safe for us uh, to feel good in our bodies or to explore our bodies. Actually they would rather we don't because that yeah. keeps everything, you know, keeps everything um in order, organized according to how they think that we should behave, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really powerful to question that and explore for yourself. And it doesn't have to be as a performer, but even in the safety of your of your community, where you can just you can dance and explore and um, and play because it's it's play too. And I love that you um, talked to about like you just touched on this, but nature and movement because for me i think the most grounding thing is that our bodies and our erotic expression it's just nature like that's all it is so um i think that um for me that was like the main theme behind the music video como in como an animal which you mm -hmm. were um also in yeah um as a dancer and the idea behind that song was like like an animal right como el animal is um getting in touch with your sexuality or being comfortable in your sexuality and that erotic eroticism is a part of that and so we filmed it in el yunque in the rainforest and we got in touch with our you know bodies and at the finished video i just think is so beautiful and so special to me um so like, I guess what I, what my question is in there is, well, first, is there anything you want to share about that experience? Did you enjoy that? I really, I really did because it, for me, is a representation of something that growing out here as a Puerto Rican, you don't experience a lot. Like, as I was saying, like here in Puerto Rico, you don't get health classes, you don't get sex classes, so you're lost in your sexuality and with that means that you're creating a lot of shaming toward your body because what you learn is what you see in my generation through social media or through internet. 
So by an example, I have inverted nipples. So my nipples are not out. So that's something that I grew out without knowing that that is an issue. So when you learn through porn or you learn through videos, what you see is, you know, regular gorgeous boobs, you know, and when you see yourself and you're not into what that is, the normality, you become like unaware of your body, you become ashamed of your body, you don't touch yourself, meaning that if you don't touch yourself, you don't know yourself, so you don't know what you like. And that creates like a ball of problems, a ball of insecurities that disconnect you completely from your body. So I feel like that video for me is so empowering because it's about touching yourself, feeling salvaje, that is also, a uh, thing that women are not allowed to be like i feel women are not allowed to be savage they're not allowed to be um free and wild so i love being the video being part of such an amazing artist such as you and yesenia that i admire both of you your works admire all of us because other all of the works we stay in this lane that is so hard to keep us fed and alive so yeah that video i when once you told me about being in it i was like i'm in because mm -hmm. i love the idea and i love like the purpose of it and i see it as something freeing mm. Mm, that makes me so happy to hear yes. yeah, it was it was very very special to me and I think like you know it's just important it's important to to remember that we're nature and to and to get to have that experience with you and to get to have really like two pioneers what I see you and Yesenia as as well are like pioneers and leaders you are leaders of the erotic movement in in Puerto Rico and that internationally. And so it was really beautiful for me to have you there because I know you, not only do you get it, you live it and you breathe it and you're about that life, you know? So it's really important to me to make art that's honest and authentic. So it's not like, just pretend you're empowered, you know, because that's what I think that I grew up watching music videos, like video vixens, and it's like, you don't always know the story behind the, the dancer in that video or like, you know, it wasn't an empowering experience for them. And yeah. so it's important to me that my art from the beginning to the end is, is honest and empowering. And so, so yeah, thank you so much for being a part of it. I'm still like, I'm still in awe. <laughs> I love the result. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And yeah, and, and for anybody watching, you can watch that music video. It's called Como Un Animal by me, Alyssa Aparicio, featuring Trendy, featuring Yesenia. Um, uh, there's a link in my bio. It's on YouTube. There's also an uncensored version that's paid for access. So if you want to check that out. And, and Trendy, how can we support you? Like what's coming up for you? What projects, what classes, anything? How can we find you and support your work? Well, I would like um, for them to know I'm about to um, start doing more shows. I'm starting to do eventually shows with Hilary on Taboo. 
So just stay in touch on our social media so you can get, you know, um, I don't know how to say that in English, um, enterarse del show. Um, it's going to be Sundays. And also you can go through GoFundMe and if you feel like donate for us to keep building our whole studio that we're building with all of our heart. Um, so that would be the two ways of helping me, of course, being um, in touch in social media because I always post what events and I'm going to be attending. Also, yeah. if you're a person that likes to go to a club, you can text me and I will send you all the information of the um, place that I'm working right now. Yes, and so you know Trendy's Instagram is Trendy But Conscious. So you can find her there.